Podcast Network. I'm your host, Raj Chupalu. I'll be with you after every game. I'm joined today by uh, Anthony Irwin, who's here, and Harrison. Harrison, you wanted to come up today. How are you doing? I, I did not want to come up today. You requested me up here. Oh, I was told you wanted to come up. Okay, maybe some uh, misdirection there. He's he's mis- he's. Mis- <laughs> 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 Don't do this after a loss like that. I'm, I'm very... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh that was tough um i'm hoping most of these aren't like that um by the you know way your by the way your tweets were reading anthony you kind of believe they will be um i thought there were like a few good things but uh there are a lot of uh points of failure i thought uh, but i'll start with you guys because i think there's a bunch of places to go here i'll start with you anthony what did you like first thoughts on the just game overall, game one, the first one that we took serious, right? At least I think we took it kind of serious. Yeah, I think championship is incoming uh, for sure. <laughs> I think uh, this is this is definitely a roster that I, I trust to go far in the playoffs. This is uh, a team that, you know, they, they finally figured out the equation on, on how to surround LeBron James. It's, it's, uh, it's wild to see a team really come together and, and, and look as 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 collectively unified behind a goal as as the Lakers currently are. It was it was actually really staggering to watch, and frankly inspiring to be completely honest. Are you flying in for the parade? Is that what you're saying? You're just going to come back uh, once the parade starts? I'm I'm moving back for the for the parade. I can't miss it. I'm 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 right now. I'm putting the house up for sale. We're we're moving back to LA. This is this is a team that I could not possibly be more excited to to to. To believe in and invest in over the course of an 82-game season. Okay, yeah. No sarcasm at all. Um, <laughs> Harrison, what do you think of the of the game? I guess just overall. Uh, as Are you as positive as Anthony? No, no, Raj, I'm not. This is, this, this is an embarrassment to Laker Nation. You know, the team that they are putting out here, and they're doing this to us again. It's after, you know, 82 games of a team that didn't shit, like, couldn't shoot, didn't fit. They were asking a bunch of guys to do things that they have never done in their NBA careers and maybe will never do. And then they just kind of like, they're like, yeah, we're going to do that again. Just everyone's going to do all this stuff that they've never done before. You know, Russ, lockdown defender now. Lonnie Walker, same thing. You know, all these guys that have never been able to hit a three, they're all going to hit threes. They're going to have great spacing. It's going to be amazing. And, uh, you know, I, just, I I can't believe we're doing this again. Well, well, I guess I can play devil's advocate because the devil needs one, I think, in this, <laughs> in, this um, in this situation. And I'm not, I don't think me. <laughs> the devil needs an advocate is uh that that's gonna be Raj's like mantra to live by uh this year. No, no. Um, but uh yeah, like I don't disagree with anything you said. I just like think so for the game how it started, I thought we actually defended pretty well, just zooming in in the, like that first quarter. I thought Lonnie Walker's like point of attack defense on Steph Curry was fine. I thought he chased over him pretty well. I just thought like we just can't shoot and I'm going more and more and thinking that's just not like a tr- we're not this bad. We can't be this bad of a shooting team like that. That doesn't exist in my opinion. Like, Rosh, we were, how many times did you say this in like the first like no, 10 to 15 games last no, year? But, okay, but we okay. So we were th- we were three for 21 at the half. We were two for 18 against the Kings in that preseason game where I you know I thought there were a couple uh, red signs there. Um, but I just think like when you look down the roster, 
you know, you hold Golden State to like 27 points to start that first quarter. I thought they came out with good energy. I thought AD looked incredible. He had 10 points, three rebounds in the first quarter. But there's just like my first point, I guess, on my list was like I was very adamant that like I thought our starting lineup was wrong. I want to ask you guys that first. Uh, we did this um, SP Nation kind of thing where everyone kind of gave out their starting lineups. I don't think anyone had Russ had Russell Westbrook on it. Um, I got to go back and read if anyone did, um, but I don't believe I don't believe they did. Um, and I just thought like we started three guards to start against a team that's like known for shooting over you. There was like a point of failure to that. I thought the game kind of got lost when Kendrick Nunn just couldn't guard Clay Thompson because he's Kendrick Nunn, like he's six one. But uh, what do you guys think? I guess of the starting lineup, let's start with that. I thought Russ, you know, Pat Bev, Lonnie Walker, LeBron, and AD. It's just tiny and small for a team that like Wiggins shoots over you, Clay shoots over you, Steph's not really going to be impacted. I thought Jordan Poole came in and saw an empty gym, basically. But what did you guys see with the starting lineup? I mean, I, I thought it was just another example of, of nerds on Twitter not understanding how the game works. Russell Westbrook <laughs> oh, has man. averaged a triple-double two times in his career. Former uh, MVP, future Hall of Famer, not starting him or not, like, the thought of not starting him is, frankly, uh, embarrassing that anybody would think that. No, I, all right. Raj, I'm going to be honest. Harrison and I did our show earlier today. Okay. And we said that we were going to do a bit, that we were going to come on here, and I was going to try to be super optimistic. It's making me stick, sick to my stomach, like actively physically ill. Um, mm-hmm. No, I didn't I didn't like the starting lineup either. I, 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 it doesn't so we've learned you can be positive for five minutes, but it makes you ill. All, all of five minutes. That was, that was a really difficult five minutes. I thought, I thought that like you, that's the point you, you nailed the, the point on the head Raj that like, if you're going to start three guards, it's got to be against a team that, that that's a, you, you gain an advantage on or, or don't, don't, you know, suffer a disadvantage with. Right. And when you're playing, against, <laughs> when you're playing against arguably the greatest shooting team in the history of the sport, what you don't want to do is offer them clean looks at the basket because your average height in your in your you know three perimeter positions is like five seven, mm-hmm. um, and 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 yeah, that's I think that's exactly what kind of what, what they went through there and and I think like I, Kendrick Nunn kind of reminds me of Taylor Horton Tucker a little yeah. bit last year where uh, he shows great flashes when he's put in the right situations. Um, when, when Russ didn't play or when Russ, Russ wasn't out there with him earlier in the preseason or Russ wasn't as big a factor in the rotation because it was preseason, I thought we saw the best of Kendrick Nunn. And I thought, again, you know, over the course of the preseason, at preseason as they started to really try to reutilize Russ, you started to see Kendrick kind of fall into the background here. And mm-hmm. like, I, I just don't think, you know, with somebody who you're, you're seeing as – a primary ball handler with that second unit to see him kind of lose confidence as quickly as he has, has been pretty brutal to watch. And I thought that was kind of a direct result of not just this starting lineup, but, but the way that they handled the preseason. Yeah, for sure. And I think we got the worst. And I said this in the last you know show we did as well. I think we're getting the worst of Austin, Austin Reeves, Kendrick Nunn by like putting yeah. them on the bench um, and again, we're running these five out lineups, trying to maximize the space for Russ, who I thought was okay tonight as well. I thought he did the role. I guess they're trying to let him play. I thought his defense on Wiggins was as good as it could be. Wiggins hit some like contested jump shots, which he's going to hit. Um, but I thought like that he played okay. It's just like I think we're just getting the worst out of none and Austin Reeves, and that's tough to watch. Um, and I wanted 
JTA to start. And I thought like, and he he looked pretty bad on offense, especially he only played 15 minutes, but I just think we need some wing size dudes. Wayne and Gabriel has already won the backup center spot over Damian Jones, uh, which I, I kind of wanted him to play, but I think that's a bad sign when we have no backup center really for AD. Um, but yeah, I thought the starters, that was rough. And maybe that didn't really matter at the end of the game. Like I think Steph was going to eventually go off, Clay was going to go off, but you combine, you combine the problem of not being able to defend with us not being able to shoot as well. And I guess that's the only advocate I'm coming here with. Like we should not be three for 21 at the half, right? From three plus, I think LeBron was abysmal from that first half. He got most of his points, I think in the second half, he ended up with 30 somehow. He's LeBron, but um, I thought his like first half was pretty terrible. Um, but can you get at least get there? Can we get like an average shooting night from like, what did Kendrick Nunn go from three? He, he's the only one that hit, he was three for six, but JTA 0 for three, Patrick Beverly one for five, started 0 for four. Um, LeBron went three for 10, which kind of shows you the kind of shots he was getting. Um, but do you think like the shooting can at least improve a bit from both of you, Harrison? Uh, what do you think? Or am I still just, is this team just kind of failed to start from here? Yeah, I mean, I was being partially facetious uh, in the opener, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that a lot of this is, it, it just, re it really does feel like deja vu, where like, it's a team that didn't take the preseason all that seriously, a bunch of guys like resting in and out, you know, a bunch of different lineups, no cohesion kind of being developed, and then mm -hmm. you go into the regular season, and after like all the big, you know, like the ESPN leaks, and you know, oh, we're going to bring Russ off the bench, and all this stuff, then like, he's starting, and you know, sort of like you mentioned, with Reeves and with none like it's not I mean to me it's not even really a rust problem or anything that he's kind of doing wrong you know yeah. I actually thought I don't know how you feel Raj but I, I thought he was okay tonight you know yeah. in the ways that they need him to be he's just such a poor fit with LeBron and AD that I just think there's like a psychic toll a little bit when you're getting off to starts that are that bad and it's just like it's clunky and uh, yeah i mean lebron looked disengaged you know at that point like i i don't know well the the, the championship year the you know two seasons ago which feels like 37 but the championship year they got off to some kind of slower starts because they were starting you know javel mcgee was in was in the starting lineup and, mm -hmm. and um it was just like you know groups that didn't make as much sense as like when caruso would come in or, or, or when when kuzma would come in or whoever um and but that team had the mar margin for error to kind of mess around with the starters and bring in punch off of the bench i think again just like we saw last year and i think we're going to see it again this year they don't have the margin for error to fuck around here like they got to bring they have to bring People the, get their best players on the court as soon as they can possibly get them together out there. There is actually, I think, like to use your line, Raj, I think there is a lineup that makes some sense in there where you have none, you have Reeves, you have... Just one. Um, just one, yeah. Um, you, you may, well, and even, and even just the one is kind of questionable because like, do you go with, do you go with Lonnie Walker as a third guard? Do you go with JTA as like another wing? Um, and then obviously LeBron and AD up front, like get, getting those guys out there on the court together should be the top priority. Not like, and again, it's just, it's this, it's this continued farce of, oh yeah, we're going to try to get Russ. We're going to let Russ cook and we're going to try to get Russ going. It's like, no, man, you're just waiting for the right trade to come along. This is why I, I argued with Aaron the other night that they need to just send this guy home is because everybody oh, there. Everybody there is 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 aware of the situation. Nobody there, no everybody, nobody there believes that they're actually committed to this guy. Uh, everybody there is just kind of like waiting for the trade to happen. And 
again, it's not about Russ specifically. Like Harrison said, I actually thought he was fine tonight, but but it's clearly you know some it's this big ugly elephant in the room that that they everybody is waiting for this trade, and you can't you can't play basketball that way. It, you you can't just you can't have that kind of fog over the court and hope to make it work, especially when there's a talent disparity every night against the teams that you're playing against. Right. Yeah. And you know, I want to get into Russ definitely later. Cause I think he played well, he played his role. It's, it's rough though. Cause like him playing well, I think he kind of takes the ball out of a guy like Kendrick Nunn's hand. Like you'd want to kind of get going and the team just, obviously it's not going to fit well when you have all these guards, even with, you know, shooter out. Um, but I want to talk about a little bit because I think we played well defensively. It's just I wanted to ask you guys this. I think that's just a lot of work for AD. Like I know Anthony oh, pushed for. I, I know you pushed for AD at center, and I do too with this roster. Considering number one that Jones and Thomas Bryant, who's going to be out for three weeks now. Um, but even when he was healthy, I don't think he won the center lineup. Like those dudes just don't protect the rim. Like Thomas Bryant and Damian Jones both look slow and don't look like they move their feet and their reaction time on defense. They don't run the floor that you would expect two centers that are under 30 should. So they just, they're going to play AD at center, but man, he has to be everywhere for the team to have a chance. And it's crazy that he was a minus 21 tonight. I think that kind of doesn't, to me, that didn't really fit the film. At least I thought we were best defensive yeah. when he was, when he was out there, but it's just tough to watch him have to run, you know, out to the three point line and then cover the rim is this sustainable? Like, they have LeBron at the power four. They had Russ guarding Wiggins. And like I talked about, that he did a fine job. Um, Lonnie Walker, I did, thought, did okay. Austin Reeves, I thought, did okay when he wasn't, like, the small forward. But is this, like, sustainable defense to me? Because the next is the Clippers, who are another team that's going to shoot right over you. Um, Ty Lue is going to put us in incredible positions, take AD out of the, out of the play. Um, yeah, I was going to say, Ty Lue always, you know, like, to, stops AD, it feels like. Yeah, and Zubac is pretty good at like us on on the post against him, and it seems like we're getting more and more post ups, which I was sold oh. that we weren't. Um, yeah. But it's turning very much into last year's offense, where the ball goes into the post. Anyway, but on the defense, uh, do you think this is sustainable at all? Because uh, I watched that first half, and I just thought AD was everywhere, and I just don't know if he can kind of keep that up um, as the season goes on. Yeah, I mean, it definitely, to me, does not feel sustainable for a lot of the reasons that you talked about sort of at the beginning of this is just like that. The a lot of the lineups are just too small, like guys are going to get shot over like they're folding chairs. And it, it's just uh, like, I don't know that I see a pathway with this kind of group to like having an elite defense as they're currently constructed. I don't know. Do you? I mean, obviously, maybe not elite, maybe elites overly strong, but like a above average. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think. I, I, I'm hoping for average. Where's the? Where, where are they going to be good? It's like it's like. And, and sorry, I don't mean to sound condescending, but like when when you say like, where's you know they can't shoot this this poorly. It's like why couldn't they? <laughs> where's the shooting going to come from? Where's the defense going to come from? This is exactly the roster. Like this is how, like this roster was always going to look. Where like if you're gonna if you're gonna be this guard heavy in your rotation you're going to have to play three guards to get your best talent out there on the court together. But if you're going to play mm -hmm. three guards like that, as often as the Lakers are going to have to, that gives, it's like, it's like a team that relies on zone, right? Like it's, if a team really relies on zone, it just takes a few possessions for a decent professional uh, offense to figure that out. And that zone winds up wearing down over the course of the game fairly quickly. And I think here with, if you're going to rely as heavily on three guard lineups, like it's, it's, it's a gimmick kind of thing 
that eventually mm-hmm. can be figured out. And, they, and and I think most teams, especially teams like, you know, good teams like the Warriors and the Clippers are going to figure it out, real, you know, really, really quickly. Um, and, and, you know, it's, you, you, you're absolutely right, Roz. Have, I was watching AD fly over the court, which was great to watch, by the way. Like, I, I, I do want to say, yeah, like watching AD play the way that he was playing defensively was an absolute pleasure to watch. But it, it's also like this almost bittersweet thing because you're saying this is going to get this guy killed. He's, <laughs> he's not going to make it through the season having to do all of that. And, um, and I don't know where the help is going to come from. There's still, I guess, Troy Brown is still a ways away. Wants us kind of Anderson can't stay on the court because he can't make anything on offense. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I, I guess they're hoping for, for Matt Ryan to not be terrible. I guess they're hoping for, for Patrick they're running Matt Ryan off screens. Like he's Ray Allen. It's just, it's craziness, man. <laughs> I was not I, expecting the, that in game one. <laughs> same last name. Yeah, it's close. I'm in oh a, no, I'm Matt in Ryan, a, Ray Allen. Matt Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, Matt I'm Allen. in a, I'm in a group text with, with, with some people that I've been, you know, that we all originally came from SB Nation. And, you know, my buddy Adam was like, I don't know how Matt Ryan is in an opening night rotation for the Los Angeles <laughs> Lakers. That is craziness. You yeah, know, Anthony, guy. you know how bad their shooting had to be in workouts that I'm, Darvin Ham was like openly arguing for Matt Ryan to make the <laughs> roster during like multiple <laughs> press conferences? It's, it's, it's obscene. It's obscene what, what, what Rob Polinka did this offseason. And of course he did it again this offseason because he got rewarded for last offseason. This is how this was always going to play out. Well, yeah, I'm glad uh, you brought up Troy Brown. He was actually in my notes here. And it's not this like, oh, Troy Brown is the Trevor Reza this season, right? We're like, we can't judge this team until Troy Brown is is back or something like that. But like the reason I needed JTA to start is just from like a basketball failure of like your guys are too short. And I thought we dealt with this last year. Like no matter how electric Malik Monk was, you just if he's that negative on the other end, there's really like a net you're you're a net negative, right? And I feel like the same way with these three guard lineups. I thought JTA just has to hit some of these. Like he's wide, he's wide open, especially if Russ stars or Russ is playing in those lineups. Like he was 0 for three tonight. Patrick Beverly again one for five. They're not going to win many games. Teams are going to pack the paint. Uh, sad to say, Anthony. Even if Buddy Hield was out there, we're going to they yeah. would, teams teams would still you know pack the paint until Buddy starts hitting two or three. Who he's more likely to do than the obviously the players on this roster, but but still teams are going to pack the paint, and that's why like I want to see can Troy Brown hit 33. I'm like. The bar is so low, you know what I mean? Like the bar is like a thirty-three to thirty-five percent three-point shooter. It's underground, Raj. Yeah. And I said the same thing about AD. I, I, was, I was talking to uh, Jason Mabel. I was saying that AD at least has to be a threat on from from downtown, right? Like yeah. he doesn't have to. I agree. Be he doesn't have to hit at a high percentage, but like it has to be at least thirty-one, thirty-two. It can't be seventeen, or he can't. Uh, I think he took like three threes tonight, um, but I feel like all of them were in the first half. And I think that also bleeds into his like mid-range pick and pop confidence. And I just like to me, AD's like super strength should be like being able to morph between center and power wing, right? Like that should be where AD kind of can fit and destroy. Um, but when he's doesn't have a jump shot and his he can't attack in the post, Kevon Looney's a special kind of case there. Um, but I think he needs to be able to shoot too on this team. Like AD needs to be able to hit a pick and pop three just to open the defense a little bit. But um, that's what I'm hoping for. At least I know that's probably the contrarian view right now most people feel like the season's over um after game one but uh like i do you agree with that at least like troy brown maybe jt all these guys have to hit some open shots or we're gonna lose a ton of games are you saying you think there's a good team in here 
Not yet, no. no. I, 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 honestly, <laughs> I thought that would be like gone by the time this season started, but I can't really say anything anymore without there's a good team I, in here. I think that's got to be the name of the show. Like, is there a good team in yeah. here yet? Update. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I there can't tweet to anything. An there needs to be an account. At is there is there a good team in here somewhere? And it's just like no, just all the way down the timeline. Um, <laughs> but I no, I I mean, Raj, I what you're saying is it, it, you're in a tough position because what you're saying is in order for the Lakers to not be bad, that's what has to happen. But the 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 point here is that like the Lakers being bad is very much on the table. So oh yeah, for uh, sure, I would all. You know, so it might just be that, you know, because of the way that this this team is, was put together, which, again, like the Lakers were cl- clearly built this offseason with the Russell Westbrook trade in mind. That's mm-hmm. why they went out and got 37 combo guards, um, either that or, or, or Rob Palinka's secretly like, a, you know, so and so was a bucket Twitter kind of guy like his burner is secretly is, is just well, I, 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 I mean, I guess it's true. It's, it's the secret is out now. <laughs> but but yeah, I, I like it's it's just it, you need Troy Brown to hit, you need JTA to hit, you need Reeves to hit, right? Because he's the the tallest guy that they have currently available before you get to the JTAs of the world, um, and and even he isn't quite the shooter that I think people think he is. So I don't know where the shooting is going to come from. I don't know where the defense is going to come from. And, you know, the Lakers, you know, according to reports and then according to, like, if you just, you know, from, from, from what I have heard, the Lakers are sitting there waiting for, like, 20 games or so to make a decision on whether or not they're going to make this trade. By the time you get to that 20-game mark, like, is there is there going to be a point in making the trade? And this is why I said they needed to do, to, to, to make the, the rust trade at the very beginning of the offseason so that you could have a logical offseason that follows it and then you can get into the season and not have to, to build the plane while it's in the air. Yeah, and okay, get into Russ. I, I know you know we wanted people want traded, and I understand the Indiana's trade, but let's go on the floor because I thought there are some things that we like found, I guess, and I don't know how much it can be conductive to winning, but we're trying like five out space lineups, and so I like I thought off the bench kind of made sense for him. Like I think that does make sense, and we'll see how quick that trigger is for him to come off, but. There were places, like, I thought he drove and kicked, but, like, when you're driving and kicking to LeBron, I mean, like, teams are going to live with that all day. There were a few plays, though, where, like, you drive and kick, and it's, like, wide open JTA, wide open Patrick Beverly. Like, those guys just kind of have to hit, and I don't know how I can really blame, you know, Russell Westbrook, you know, in that situation. Um, but I agree with you. I think 20 games is is too late. This team obviously was built with a rush trade in mind, but the rush trade never happened. So, like, they can't just wait around for that. Right, like I, they have to at least start, uh, start trying to make sense on the floor, and that's why I thought preseason was extremely important. This being, I think, the only third game LeBron and AD played since preseason started, I think, is just not great. I was hoping for a little bit more of a serious tone set there. Um, but is there anything they can do, I guess, to salvage this situation? Because I thought Charles Barkley said something interesting. He said like Russ has lost like the love of the game, right? Like he lost like uh, I don't know yeah. if you guys heard that, but Russ kind of lost. So have I. I don't see I don't see him like complaining on on, on my account. <laughs> so um but yes, he said like he he saw Russ kind of lose his love and joy of the game. And I don't know I'll go that far, but I get what, like what he's saying. It's like I think Russ is trying to fit into whatever Darwin Ham has told him to do. Like you'll see Russ drive now and it's completely kick out. There's no aggressiveness, there's no like it's, he's not really trying to score at the rim unless it's 
like a one-on-one -on -one situation. He had one Kevon Looney tonight, and there's still missed layups. There's still four turnovers, I believe, tonight. But, like, I think he's trying to do what they told him. It's just that's not Russell Westbrook, right? So I think, like, it's the same conundrum we had last year where we took him off the ball. We put, like, we put him in the corners. But then, like, you're not really getting Russ. So, like, there's, like, a conundrum they have to battle here. And do you think, like, Darvin Ham can kind of find that, uh, that middle ground? Or is this just Anthony, like you said, waiting for a trade? Because I think – 20 games is too late. Our first six games are rough. Like we, the Clippers are up next, then it's Denver twice, Minnesota who just kicked our butt. I don't think we can be one in six to start, or maybe we can. I don't know. You're not predicting six. Well, I guess you can't predict six and zero oh anymore. Uh, you're, no. you know, I, I know you're pretty optimistic on. I love basketball last week. Uh, you know, I, I also thought that Russ did a pretty good job a couple times. You know, kind of when he was getting the ball as a secondary guy, like kind of going at his man yeah. when he felt like he had a little bit of an advantage. And you know, like again, uh, but I'm sort of with you that I, I think that you know the the way that this team makes the most basketball sense is with him coming off the bench in the way that you're sort of talking about. And I think, I feel like everyone can see that, including probably Darvin Ham. But I also think there's a little bit of like, you know, we can't just bench him outright, I guess. And they have to kind of like let it not work so that they can go to that as a second thing. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, it, it just, it, it does feel fairly obvious. Like it, it's the thing that they have to do to get the most out of, you know, Russ out of LeBron and out of AD. I think talking about Russ and the point that Charles is making, it's just he's so clearly he's so he, Russ is always going to have inherent confidence in himself, right? Like the whole why not moniker is, is never going anywhere. So it's kind of for lack of a better term that I'm I'm using confidence here. But Mo Dakil, um has done a great job, I think, of of documenting Russ just like not knowing where to stand on a court mm -hmm. or where to cut and where to do all of those things. And, and, you know, a, a, a way too often it's actually happening in, in, in transition, which is the kind of thing that you would think Russ would just kind of know. Like that's, that's where he was such a whirlwind in transition for so much of his career. And now he's just kind of like, I don't know where to stand. Right. I don't know where to run. Him and LeBron are like running into each other in, in transition when one of them has, has the ball and the other doesn't know where to cut. And, you know, I, I think that's part of it. I think the, the, the shooting thing has, has really messed with them. You know, uh, shooting, he, we all see the, the low light uh, videos of him shooting the ball off the side of the backboard. I think that has really messed with them. I think the fact that he's ha struggling the way that he has with the team that he grew up rooting for in the city that he grew up in, in the city that his family lives in. Um, I think, it, I, I think so, so like, I kind of disagreed with the fact that like Chuck was blaming the Lakers for taking his love of the game away. Cause it's like, I mean, Russ has played kind of a role in it also, uh -huh. but I think like when Chuck says, Hey, I, th I just think the Lakers need to make this trade. Everybody here just needs to, to rip the bandaid off and, 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 and go through the breakup here. He's absolutely right. It's, it's not, you know, it's affecting Russ, it's affecting everybody around him. And, and the longer that this, again, facade that I, I, I don't think this point can be made strongly enough. Everybody knows that a trade has to happen. Everybody associated with the Lakers is like a trade has to happen. It's just a matter of how, whether we give them up for one or two picks. It's not a matter of like, well, 
maybe this will turn around. No, it's a matter of when they'll get the offer that they like. Um, so I think that's that makes it really difficult for him to succeed, impossible for him to su- succeed. Right. And I think it makes it really difficult for everybody else to get any kind of rhythm or momentum playing off of each other because they know this isn't the roster that they're going to fi- finish the season with. Anthony, I'm sorry to cut in here, but speaking of vibes, Raj, I want to I want to run this by you, too. So, you know, Anthony and I did our pod earlier and we were talking about how, mm-hmm. you know, the last time that Russ missed games with injuries, he uh, blamed his back being hurt on sitting on the bench for oh, too long. Man. And then he got hurt immediately after yeah. coming off the bench in Sacramento. So I'm just going to read you guys a quote from Dan oh, Wojcicki of the LA Times. Oh, man. I asked Russell Westbrook if he thought coming off the bench contributed to his hamstring injury in Sacramento. Absolutely, he said, noting his routine was way off and that he didn't know what to do pregame or how to stay warm. I feel like the Lakers training staff probably has people that can help him with that. Like, but he knows other players come off the bench, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, I, I think I think part of this is trolling. Like, we have to be honest, right? Like, we have to actually. He has to be messing with us. Yeah, like the, the, it, I think there's a possibility that that like having a routine for so long in your career is impacting his ability to like figure out how to do this. But also, he's an insanely stubborn player, an insanely stubborn dude, and he probably hates the idea of coming off of the bench. And one way to ensure that you're not going to come off of the bench is to convince the team that you're playing for that your hamstrings will fall off if you come off the bench. Oh man, uh, man, that is a uh, that's interesting. Yeah, it's like I got home and my foot fell off. It was because Darvin benched me. I'm so I I was able to glue it back on. But did you did you see what happened to Viserys and the House of Dragons? He came off the bench. That, yeah, he came off the bench once, and then his whole body started decaying while he was alive. <laughs> oh man, I, I like I don't want Russell Westbrook to want to come off the bench. Like I think you that's not going to be him anyway, right? Like I think obviously you don't get to become Russell Westbrook by accepting a bench role, like especially how long he's been in the, in the league and all that. This has to be somewhat trolling. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there might be some kind of, you know, warm up issue for him, but I, I believe he's trolling us. Uh, he has always had a interesting relationship with the media anyway. So I'm sure this is, this is part of that, right? Like I, I don't, it, this is the second quote I think he's given like that. And I, I think he's, I'm going to accept that he's trolling with this. Well, not just trolling us, but I think he's trolling the late. Like, look, again, this is a theory that I've I've given to to Harrison privately, and I might regret giving it publicly. But I do think that at some point, <laughs> oh no, um, I do think that at some point, Rob did say to LeBron, "Hey, eventually a trade is going to be coming," and I think he did say to Russ that, "Hey, eventually a trade is going to be coming." LeBron's energy in this game was really weird, considering like Steph, his rival, like his the closest thing to an equal that the NBA has really provided to him. He's celebrating getting a championship. The Warriors, like, despite the fact that Draymond just, you know, super, you know, Superman punched uh, Jordan Poole, like, they're all just enjoying life out there. And the Lakers actually had to go back to the locker room so they didn't have to watch the <laughs> the ring ceremony. I thought for sure that, the, that, that LeBron in particular was going to be coming out like his feet were on fire. But his energy in this one was kind of weird. I, I thought his energy in this one kind of waned it sometimes. There were some stretches where we were like, oh, my God, like the, the dunk comes to mind. But there were also stretches where you're like, is this guy, like, is this is, is this just who he is now? Or is, is it just kind of weird energy? <laughs> and, and like, I don't know, given what we know about Raj and, and how he's done business in, in the NBA, where Kuzma thought 
he was going to Sacramento. KCP and Trez thought they were going to Sacramento. Sacramento thought they had a trade. And then all of a sudden, the, the Lakers make the move with Russell Westbrook going to Washington. He seems kind of shady. And if, if I was to find out that he told LeBron and he told Russ that a trade was coming and then has just, like, not done it in the time frame that they thought, oh, man. Um, th- this is, this is kind of how that chemistry would look, I, I would think. This is how those vibes would look. And I think that's kind of what's going on here. I, I, I think, again, it all just kind of comes back to clearly a trade has been planned for and it just hasn't happened yet. And until, it, until it does, everybody's in this kind of awkward holding pattern that nobody really wants to be a part. Of. Yeah. Well, I think the rough part for our team is that, you know, I think LeBron settled a lot in that first half, which, you know, makes sense. It's game one. I don't think he was going to be full, full board, but I don't think this team can survive that if like Lonnie Walker, uh, Kendrick Nunn, Russell Westbrook aren't putting like like that pressure at the rim as a scorer. And I thought, you know, he took 10 threes tonight. I think that kind of told you where his kind of head was. And the Warriors are definitely part of that. You know, they pinch in at the rim. Uh, Lonnie, uh, Kevon Looney is great as a switch defender. Um, but yeah, I thought LeBron could have kind of went to could have went to the basket a little bit more, tried to score. Um, obviously, there were a bunch of def- defenders around, but. Yeah, we just can't really survive that. And I thought LeBron didn't score well enough as well in the first half, but he just didn't get to the basket. A lot of like, there was a one play in transition where he like pulled up from mid range. I don't know if you guys remember that, uh, but like he was in transition and stopped at the free throw line and took a jumper. I don't think I've ever seen LeBron do that, like in his four, yeah. four or five years here. I don't think he's ever stopped at the free throw line and took a jumper in transition. Um, but I just thought that's kind of where he was. He was kind of, he's going to try to ramp up. And I'm not sure this team has like, for lack of a better term, time for that. Um, so, like, that's, again, another line that we're trying to fight here. Him and AD have to be superstars from day one. Well, like, you look across the hall and Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, you know, Clay Thompson really started cooking in the third. Uh, Steph Curry really was able to kind of relax his way into the game as Jordan Poole and all those guys got going. And it's just such a difference in terms of how our stars have to work. So I think that's part of it as well. I can't really speak to the, the conspiracy stuff with uh, – <laughs> with Rob and not wanting to to play hard but I think that's also an issue is that we need year 21 LeBron full-on attacking the basket scoring averaging 30 he got to his 30 but I thought a lot of that was in the kind of garbage time of the game um but yeah is, do you guys see that issue as well it's just like LeBron also has to be himself he has to be mid-season form in game two and I think that's a really tough position uh, especially if our guards play like they did tonight Harrison you're alive I think we lost Harrison. I think Harrison died. That's, that's no, I'm bad. here. I was I was trying to send a meme promoting the spaces. <laughs> I'm actually working on the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I I I don't know. I, I this is it's really difficult because on one hand, like Jacob and I had a quick back and forth on Twitter, right, where I had said something along the lines of like, "Man, I was wondering when um, the people who were yelling at me to stop being so negative all the time." <laughs> we're going to chime in. Um, and he said, like, why are you taking a victory lap one game into this or, or 30 game minutes into the season? And like, logically speaking, Jacob makes a completely fair point. Absolutely. It is, it is only one game in and there are, there is a possibility that the Lakers do shoot better in, in a future game. There is a possibility that the Lakers, you know, don't face, the former champion, the reigning champion, and, and things look a little different. Like, that's altogether possible. But it's not just this one game. 
It's last season with the core of LeBron, AD, and Russell Westbrook. It's preseason with the core of LeBron, Russ, and AD. And now it's just a continuation of the, of the things that we were already nervous about. So, of course, I'm sitting here saying, like, I don't even want to call it a victory lap because what? why would I claim a victory as the Lakers suck? Um, I, no, I, I'm sitting here saying, like, at some point, we got to stop just kind of, like, blindly trusting this Lakers organization because of past success with, with different executives in charge when they had all of that success. Yeah, that I mean, honestly, Anthony Harris, I just wanted to have a season where we can talk about basketball. Honestly, like, I feel like it's been... Raj, I have appreciated that you have tried to weave in basketball observations throughout this discussion. It's uh, it's what makes you great. Like, I'm tired of, like, I feel like I've talked more about Buddy Heald and uh, Miles Turner and uh, and all those dudes and Kyrie Irving even. Um, the Are you going to do a spaces to break down Buddy and Miles' first game tomorrow? Just kind of, like, you know, keep up with them? If the trade happens, then I'll, I would gladly do that. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like I would have loved to kind of just discuss some point. Like when Matt Ryan came in, Matt Ryan's like a. I know he's not great, and I told Sabrina this on the podcast because um, Matt Ryan was the second like sub in one of our preseason games, and everyone thought that was just because it was preseason. And I was like, no, there's no way. Matt Ryan is like a legit shooter, and it's why like after summer league, I said Cole Swider has to play, and people thought I was crazy. And it's because look at the shooting on the team. I just thought big dudes who can shoot are rare. If you can find one, let's at least find out if you can shoot. Now, Cole's jumper. Yeah, they're like they're like less good versions of what the Lakers need, basically, which is why they're taking a shot on them. Exactly, and that's why, like, even JTA, who's, like, not in the higher end of the talent pool, like, we have to play him, even if his offense is so detrimental. We just have to hope he can hit a three because he's taller than 6'2", right? And that's, like, a seven-footer, like I said, on this team. So, like, we need wings who can shoot. And Matt Ryan, at least his shot looks pretty. hasn't gone down enough tonight. Um, he had the one game against the Warriors that got him the non-guaranteed contract. Um, so I'm I'm hoping like those shots kind of go in. But like I think Darvin Ham's just trying out stuff, and I feel like like Anthony, I think you're right. This is kind of the conversation is going to be until Russ is moved or the Lakers start winning. Like one of those two, one of those two have to start first, and I'm not sure. So until until Russell Westbrook is moved, oh man, <laughs> <laughs> they're not gonna like who are they gonna beat in this opening stretch? Yeah. They go they go they play they they have this game they have the Clippers. Like, maybe they beat Portland, but they play Denver twice. They play Minnesota. Like, the open seven games or so of this, they play, I think, New Orleans as well. Like, mm-hmm. the first seven games or so of the season are all brutal. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it, and, and, and they're all, like, difficult matchups in ways that the Lakers can't make up for because the Lakers, you know, have, have holes that every other team in the NBA has recognized, you know, what's important here. And I think – you know, what every other team in, in, in the league have recognized is combo guards probably aren't the market inefficiency that Rob Holinka thinks they are. <laughs> you know, they, that's that's where we find ourselves. Oh, uh, man. Yeah, that's it's rough. And we got the Clippers next who will be opening and they're, you know, they're excited for this season. And uh, it's going to be another tough one. Like we can't start. Uh, let's close on this because I think, again, I've been really adamant on the starting line of this season. And I, like, we can't start these three guards against the Clippers, right? Like, there's you, you can't. Oh, my you, God. You, oh you, my you, God. You, you just, you, you can't. <laughs> uh, it's just, I think Clay I Thompson, actually, Raj, I'm not going to lie to you. I had not thought specifically about the Clippers lineup for this game against this Lakers lineup until right this moment. And I think Anthony, it, judging by his <laughs> laugh, the same. And I'm just picturing, like, Paul George shooting over them, you oh know, like, God. every single time down. 
Well, well, we thought it was bad when KCP was too small for these guys. He's he's a giant compared to the Lakers' backcourt right now. <laughs> right. Yeah. And look, I think you know just the close because I think we were all excited about Darvin Ham, right? And I think I still am. Like I think even though I disagree with Frank Vogel being you know scapegoated, I think Ham was the right hire with bad process. If that makes any sense, like I think Darvin Ham. No, like, agreed. Like yeah, like I think it's bad process, but we got to a result that makes sense. So you kind of accept the process along the way somehow. Um, but like I think he's trying to like fit in uh, like just principles. Like he's trying to get core structure principles in, and then kind of back out, zoom out, right? So we're very conservative in our defense. We kind of were more aggressive tonight. Uh, but like to me, that's really rough for a team that has a 39-year-old LeBron James. Like that's it's it's so tough when I watch that and I like again in the preseason I thought we should have took it more serious we didn't because we're an older team um, but now we go to the Clippers and uh, we go we go we go play them at home so like you guys see that game kind of turning out this way I guess you guys will but just close out on that because I think they were like <laughs> I think there I think there were like okay things to take from this one it's just like well you're down twenty seven like the game's over right like there was a fake what's, con- what's the What's what's the good thing that you're taking from this game? I'm legitimately curious. So like I thought, AD looked good. Yeah, AD okay. AD looked good, and I thought that our like I thought Lonnie Walker like made sense next to the next to LeBron and AD. Like I think uh, his athleticism is deeply is sorely needed on a team that like just is very unathletic, even at our guard positions who are very talented. Like Patrick Beverly looks, I didn't even get into him tonight. But he looked terrible. Oof. He looks slow. He looks his light yeah. is way greener than fouling. His light is way too green, right? Like it's 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 on like he catches the ball and starts um, isolating and step back threes and stuff that I like. I don't think Patrick Beverly's really doing, but like our guards are kind of slow, and that's why I think Lonnie Walker fit pretty well. I thought his defense again is as best as it could be on Steph. He got back cut as well a few times. That's kind of stuff I took. I thought you know I thought that lineup at least was competitive. If LeBron at least wasn't like one for eight or something, we could have had a little bit more of a lead. Uh, but like again, those are like building blocks to a long process, and I'm not sure we have that time. So, but uh, is there anything anything positive? I guess Anthony Harris to close this out. I know you were kind of sarcastic in the beginning with with your positivity, but is there anything <laughs> <laughs> positive you can take from this one, or is it all kind of just uh, downhill negativity trade trade rust going? I think the team's going to get better than this. Okay, thank you. I, I think they're very clearly, I'm with you. I think Darwin's experimenting. I think, you know, honestly, if we're going to go like a little galaxy brain here, like they probably know that they are not going to win a lot of games in this stretch regardless. Like, mm-hmm. let's try out some other lineups, see what looks the best. Let's try out Matt Ryan, see if a shoot, how much a shooter can possibly help out there and what kind of impact it can make. Like, I, I think they're probably taking the long view, not really expecting that they're going to run out to a wins record this year or anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess I, 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 it's just, I don't know when you play Matt Ryan in your opening night um, rotation, I think that I'm not saying it's a positive. No, no, no. I'm I'm agreeing with you, Harrison. Like, I think that is kind of admittance on the Lakers part. That's like, we don't know what the hell else to try here. You know? So you throw shit against the wall and you hope that something sticks. Um, Yeah. I did not expect Matt Ryan minutes to be plan A. I did. I definitely did. He was, he was playing in those games. Wider too. It was crazy, but but again, like Raj, like we we did this with with Reeves last year in the, in the Silver Spoon Roll Slack when Cooper and I almost came to blows, <laughs> where like he was saying that the Lakers could be a juggernaut still, and I'm like, there is no such thing as a juggernaut where an undrafted rookie could potentially be your starting shooting guard. Mm-hmm. And it's like, the, the, I, it's hard for me to get optimistic about a team 
that employs Matt Ryan. Nothing against Matt Ryan, but it's just like that's that's not typically what a, a legitimate playoff contender looks like. That's not the kind of thing that they have to do, you know, after after the preseason. So, I mean, if you're looking for things to be optimistic about, there were stretches that LeBron looked great. There were stretches where Anthony Davis looked great. The optimism comes from those guys, yeah, because they're that's 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 all that really matters here for the Lakers. If if those guys looked slower or they got dinged up, then we're talking about another season like last year. So I think like if 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 you if I'm Rob Polenka and I'm I'm looking you know realistically at this roster right now, the fact that you know we got to see how they recover from playing in this game and we got to see how they recover from you know you know more professional you know stretches or whatever. Um, but for right now, those guys looking the way that they did, Anthony Davis defending the way that he did was, was again, incredible to watch, terrifying, but in, incredible to watch. That, to me, is, is the source of optimism and everything else around it. Like, nothing is, this, nothing is going to make sense until either, either Rob has to come out and say, Russ is off the table. Russ is untouchable on our team. Yeah. No, I'm I'm not like, I'm not kidding. It has to get something. It has to be kind of ridiculous like that. Right. Like either he has to say Russ is off the table or they have to send him home. But this, like this, like fence straddling here where they try to figure this out and hope and pray that Indiana um, wins an extra game that they don't want to win. Like that. It's just, it's impossible to function like that as an organization. And, and, and it just, none of this, even while I'm optimistic about LeBron and AD, none of the other stuff really makes any sense or fits particularly well until that gets resolved. Yeah, and I guess like my, I want to make it clear, like my optimism is like, can we be a top six seed? You know, like I think there's a bar between like winning thirty something games and like forty or something, right? Like there's there's a big gap there in terms of not just enjoyable basketball because that's number one as well. It'd be nice to not watch a team. I think Harrison, you said uh, they didn't want they didn't want to go home in game one, which is a low bar. Yeah, no, that was that was progress. They they went like a whole <laughs> quarter before acting like they wanted to go home. It was incredible. Yeah, so like I, I would I arguably would, a whole half. Right. Yeah, and so like that's what I'm saying. Like, can a LeBron AD team at least be a top six team? Like, I'm not asking to have home court in the first round. Not even asking to win like 50 games. I'm just saying if LeBron and AD are on the floor, and I gotta check the numbers like when those two are together. But I think we lost those minutes. Like we lost the minutes where LeBron and AD shared the floor while AD was going off. Like that's a red flag to me. That's a sign that number one, something's really gone wrong. Our team is really in disarray. Like there's something that has to be figured out. Um, and hopefully we're not, if we're this bad a shooting team, like there's nothing we can do. Like we're, we're just going to lose yeah. a, a ton of games, right? Like we can't be three for 21 to start, to start a half. Like you're not going to win anything. And also it's going to kill your morale on the en- other end, which I think we did um, try hard to play. So that's where I'm looking at. Again, this, these aren't positives to like a title or like, it was like, can we be competitive? I think that's a low bar to clear for a LeBron AD team. Like, I don't think I'm asking for the moon here. I'm asking for like competitive basketball to not lose by 30. We were down 27 tonight, which to me is like a 30 point drubbing anyway. Like you were down 27 to a team that didn't really care about the game until after the first quarter. Like that's, that, like, they, that, that's rough. They were down 27 to a team that like you're saying, didn't care after the, until after the first quarter in a game where AD goes 27, um, four steals, two blocks, six rebounds. LeBron goes 31, 14, eight assists. Uh, Russell Westbrook goes 19, 11 rebounds, three assists. <laughs> um, all of those guys were at or above or, or at or around 
50% shooting like that. If I just say like, all right, that's the starting point of this game. Like, Oh, they're at least competitive. No, they got their ass kicked in a game that they had. They all, that they all played like that. So like, yeah, I, I think, I think there, there's just something inherently broken with this roster and it, and it's broken in a way that we all kind of knew it was going to be. And like, I think we can all joke. We can all say like, you know, all we care, just give us competitive, just give us fight. Like Harrison saying, it was cool to see a quarter that those guys didn't actively seem to hate each other out there. Mm -hmm. But like the Lakers market themselves off of exceptionalism, right? The Lakers market themselves. They are branded as the NBA's marquee franchise. Rob Polinka, when he took the job said, if we aren't fighting for championships, I'm not doing my job. And now we're sitting here saying, well, just like try. (laughs) Well, no, he amended that. Remember during his like Darvin Ham intro press conference, he's like, the the Lakers are going to be a team that plays really hard. Right. It's End like, of goals. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, people should people should note that people should take note of that. That, like, yeah, I, it, it's it's probably not a great sign that the person who put this roster together is like, we promise we're going to try. Might not win. Probably won't do enough winning to actually matter in this in this NBA season, despite having a prime LeBron and a prime Anthony Davis. But we're going to try. That's it's what like, I say in my meetings with my bosses this week, every week. I'm like, I, I promise no success, but I'm going to try. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, well, I, I hope it's better than this because I think last season was really, you know, scarring for a lot of people. And I can see those wounds starting to reopen up, right? I think, you know, they recovered a little bit through the preseason. And then after those last two games, they just started bleeding out. And this game kind of um, reopened all of those. So. Um, I'm hoping, you know, the, the Clipper game is a little bit more competitive. I think the Clipper game was seen as the tougher game between these two. Like, I thought, like, I yeah. I, I thought this is one, this is the one you can maybe steal, um, which obviously didn't happen. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I, I don't know. There's, like, to me, there's no point of just being like the season's over. Like, I, you know, like, I think there's there's got to be something that they can build towards. <laughs> like, I think, like, if you have Le- LeBron and AD is such a high baseline to start with, you know? Like, I know. Like, it's, it's crazy. Raj, Raj, we need to make a couple quote graphics for you from the spaces. And one of them is, like, someone needs to argue on behalf of the devil. And the other one is, after game one of 82, I'm not willing to just say the season is over, but... <laughs> Yeah, I was hoping I was hoping that there's a good team in here would be gone by now, but uh, that one comes up every time. So maybe this devil's advocate one will too. Um, not the real devil. Yeah, that's that, yeah. that's a good one for you, I think, especially if you're going to be arguing on behalf of this roster. Um, you know, I did. I, you were asking about positives. I think I did. I I, I found one more. Uh, Mirren Fader is in the spaces right now, so clearly she's doing research for her upcoming Matt Ryan profile. I'm sure that's what's going on. <laughs> and then he'll hit a game winner in Dallas. I hope it's Vader a Rob Bump. Palenka profile. Like, it, it, like, it, can we get a Rob Palenka profile? I want this guy to give comments publicly and just see how people handle it. <laughs> that's that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> Matt Ryan was. I, I think I think it would potentially dimensionalize the entire game of profiling. <laughs> <laughs> profile 2.0. Yes. Man, I hope I hope Matt Ryan sticks. Man, we need we need shooters. Um, so not that I I really I really hope we. He, his shot looks good. I mean, that's, that's one. That's a start. He's a good shooter. Yeah, I didn't make him tonight, but uh, yeah, that's why I thought he would play. And honestly, like Cole Swider's shot looks extremely slow when you take it out of summer league. But um, but uh, I'd, I'd like him to at least get a shot as well. Um, that's where we're at, though. Like, can we just be competitive? Can we not get blown out in the LeBron and AD minutes? I don't think that's that's not me asking for the universe. Like, I think that's a low bar, and I think there's a lineup 
tease my own code. There's a lineup in there where like <laughs> that can happen. Maybe not against the Warriors, maybe not even against the Clippers, but you know, uh, maybe against Denver, against Portland. Like those are teams that you can at least have a shot against. Jamal Murray probably not back 100%. Like look, those are the games you try to steal and hopefully be competitive against the Clippers. Um, I th- yeah, I think as they start to figure out their lineup, start to learn how to play together, like this team is going to be better than they showed tonight. I, I don't think they're this bad. Okay, thank you. We're not this bad. That's going to be my, uh, that's my mantra. <laughs> yeah, we'll add that. <laughs> add it to the quote graphic, Zane. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, uh, this was fun. Uh, I appreciate both of you coming up and uh, attacking my optimism here as I, I try to find positives. Uh, we we got to hold you in check. You were you were allowed too much unchecked optimism last year to be saying, I think there's still a good team in here in like game 62, you know? LeBron and AD played 21 games together. I didn't get, okay. No, no. Um, <laughs> Uh, any uh, any closing thoughts, Anthony Harrison? No, I, I uh, no, I, I just want to go to sleep. It's one o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that was the Lakers at halftime. <laughs> it was like the, the the original start time was like nine my time. I'm like, all right, this is already going to be a late night. And then oh, that's good. Yeah, th- this team was just they were thrown off by the late start time. Yeah, it was like the longest ring ceremony in the history of mankind. And then they had warm-ups after that. TNT. I need like AD this. or LeBron to complain about this after the game. This they is did. going to be great. They like TNT threw back to Shaq and those guys to run highlights of the Boston game that had just ended while the Lakers were waiting for, for this tip. Oh, yeah. It, it, all right. There's your source of optimism. It was past all the Lakers' bedtimes, and they can't play under those circumstances. Yeah, that's it. All kinds of asterisks on this game. I yeah, think. all kinds. Yeah, clearly. Anthony Davis said he wanted to ruin ring night. Uh, he didn't say for which team, though, right? So, I mean, like, so he did. <laughs> <laughs>I love AD. <laughs> well, uh, that'll do it for this one. <laughs> Hopefully there's more pauses to take after the uh, Clipper game. Um, and uh, yeah, hopefully they can, they can keep it less than 20. It's been, I think, the last two. Well, actually, they did. We, we lost by 14. Um, but, but this one was fun. Uh, make sure you're subscribed to the Service Funeral Podcast. And uh, we'll see you after the Clippers game.